Hello, New Vision family. Today is day 19 of our Advent podcast. My name is Keely Mascarina, and I'm the Discipleship Associate here at New Vision. We are so thankful that you have hopefully been walking along this journey, this Advent journey with us, um, as we are getting so close to Christmas Eve. Um, We hope that you will join us for the Christmas Eve services, but it has just been such a sweet little joy for me just to sit in the wait and just remember that God is working while we wait. And um, today we are going to be talking about how we are not yet home. And uh, the text that I'm going to read, actually Pastor Brady referenced a couple um, weeks ago or a week ago. I It feels like yesterday. Um, but it the text is from John chapter 14, verses 1 through 7, and I'm reading from the NIV version, which is what Louis Giglio references in today's reading. Jesus comforts his disciple, starting in verse 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms, but if if that were not so, would I, to- would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, and that you also may be with be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas says to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know you do know him and have seen him. So in John chapter 13, right before this text begins, Jesus was washing the disciples' feet. He had called out Judas and told him to go ahead and do what he was about to do, um, he, which was betray Jesus. Um, And it ends, chapter 13 ends with Jesus telling Peter that he would deny him three times. And so it ends with Peter just being distraught, like, what? How, you know, how could that be? And so then we pick back up in chapter 14, the text that I just read, and Jesus starts out by saying, do not let your hearts be troubled. I'm going to prepare a place for you. So, The disciples are his most beloved people. And all in one moment, Judas leaves the room. Uh, He tells him that he, Jesus tells them that he is leaving them and they can't come right now. And then he tells Peter that he's going to betray him three times. So a lot is happening in chapter 13 And so clearly the disciples are troubled and they're disturbed by this. Um, I mean, if I were a disciple sitting in front of Jesus and all this was going on, I would be concerned and, you know, worried. But Jesus, but because Jesus is God, he is all-knowing. He knows their hearts in this moment. He knows they're confused he knows that their hearts are overwhelmed and feeling lots of emotions. And so he comforts them in this moment. Jesus 
being the gracious God that he is, he assures his disciples that he won't leave them in their troubles. He is going to prepare a place for us, for them. And so when I read this, I think about someone who is maybe building a new house, let's just say, and the excitement and the anticipation that one might feel in that wait, waiting for their home to be prepared. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears goes into building a home and a lot of decisions to be made. And, you know, and then there's the, well, it's probably not going to be built when the builder says it's going to be built. There will probably be delays, you know, just with weather and just certain things. And so there's just this anticipation. And, but it's a season of wait, right? And so... How much greater is that anticipation for what our Jesus is preparing for us in heaven? And so if you look back at the text, he goes on, he then goes on to say that he will return and they too will be with him again one day. So he tells them, you're like, well, how how are they going to get there? And he tells them that they know the way. But then Thomas is confused and about what Jesus is saying and he's like, "Well, where, you know, where are you going? What is the way?" And I think, you know, I think a, a couple years ago I would have said like, "Gosh, like why do the disciples keep questioning Jesus? Like why can they just not get it?" And Maybe even a couple years ago, I probably would have been like, gosh, like Thomas, just get with it. Just take Jesus for what he says and move on. But I think that we can all relate to Thomas because, okay, for example, I just moved to the north side of town a year ago. I never lived on the north side of town in Murfreesboro. You know, Murfreesboro has like, it's like 12 cities in one, in my opinion. Um, So I had no clue really how to get anywhere beyond my neighborhood. And so I had to use ways to get everywhere. Someone could have told me how to get somewhere, but it would I don't know the street names and so they, you know, I would have forgotten. And so I had to use ways to get everywhere. I was familiar with certain locations but didn't truly know the best way to get there. And and so like Thomas you know, he's heard what Jesus has been saying and he's familiar with it. But when that moment comes, like he wants to know, he wants assurance, like, well, what is the way? And, and so I just love that Jesus doesn't leave us in our confusion that, you know, so often in life, we, we want a guidebook to relationships. We want a guidebook on marriage and finances and, and all of the things that can really stir up confusion in our lives and in our hearts. And I love that Jesus didn't leave us in our confusion. Yes, he is now in heaven and he is preparing something greater for us, but he left his word, his living and like the most important thing that we could ever, the most important book we could ever rely on. He left that for us to guide us into deep communion with him. He didn't just expect us to figure it out. He gave us a guidebook onto how 
to have a greater, deeper relationship with Him. And so while He is preparing our place in heaven, He left His Word to give us wisdom to navigate the troubles of the world. And I just love God sent Jesus to make a way. He tells Thomas that He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. And so a couple verses that came to my mind when I was reading this is, Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. John three sixteen says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. John six fifty one says, I'm the living bread that came down from the heaven. If anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. And so to answer Thomas's question, Jesus says, I am the way, I'm the truth, I am the life. Making Jesus the Lord of our lives brings assurance that we will get to experience the place that he is preparing for us one day. He is preparing now for us to be in one day. And, you know, that death brings a lot of people anxieties, but I this verse makes me excited. I'm not building a house right now, but I know that my house in heaven is being built. And that is exciting that the anticipation of waiting sometimes, you know, if we just scoot the anxiousness aside and sit in the joy of the wait, that's exciting. You know, the world has its own definition of what truth is, but Jesus says that here that he is the truth and that he is life. And so while we wait for his return, we have to cling to the credible truths of Christ rather than the created truths of the culture. The culture offers lots of truths, false truths, and but the credible truths of Christ is what's going to give us the joy in the way. And so um, I just want to end with with a couple things. There will be troubles, even in the way, even as a cross Christ follower, there will be troubles. But John sixteen thirty three says, I have said these things to you, that in me, you might have peace in the world, you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. This is not our forever home, friends, no matter how forever you might think it, it is our forever home will be far greater than our minds could ever comprehend. Now, the faucet colors and the the backsplash, they won't matter when we get to heaven. The sports cars and the in-ground pools will seem boring. The square footage and the location of our homes will seem irrelevant. But the magnificence of our Jesus will outdo anything this earth has to offer. So wherever you are in your journey with Jesus, do not be troubled because the Father's house has many rooms and a place is being prepared just for you. And so in this season, I hope that that just penetrates your heart knowing that no matter what you're walking for, walking through, I mean, that there's a room for you in heaven that God is preparing and the paint color and wallpaper won't matter. I don't, whatever trend is trending in heaven, that whatever 
Jesus is preparing for you is far greater than anything that you are anticipating right here on earth. And so I hope that these verses encourage you as much as they do me. And I'm just so thankful that you are joining us for this in this Advent season. And we hope that you will continue to listen along tomorrow as we walk through the rest of our Advent season as we approach Christmas Eve. Have a great day.